John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. Hey, we'd like to take a minute to thank our sponsor, Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. And guess what? Isotope offers one free month of Music Production Suite Pro, which has all the tools you need to mix, master, and repair audio. Also, you can get 10% off all other software using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All of this is at isotope.com, I-Z-O-T-O-P-E.com. Hey, we'd like to take a minute to thank our sponsor, Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. And guess what? Isotope offers one free month of Music Production Suite Pro, which has all the tools you need to mix, master, and repair audio. Also, you can get 10% off all other software using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All of this is at isotope.com, I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. We'd also like to thank our newest sponsor, Self-Care Non-Alcoholic Beer by Three Magnets Brewing Company. Helping creative people foster a healthier relationship with alcohol since 2020. They're now shipping to 41 states via drinkselfcare.com. Want to help us help them help you? Go to drinkselfcare.com and use promo code HIGAIN. That's H-I-G-H-G-A-I-N to get 15% off your first order. Self-care, because sometimes you want a beer, but also don't. Hey, this is Ed Peterson. And this is John Kiltica, Ed. John. Yes? It's super duper rainy right now. Yeah, it's a beautiful, miserable, rainy Seattle summer. Yep, rain. It's so miserable. I hate it. Not into it. Beautiful West Seattle. Beautiful. Where the High Game podcast originates. Yeah, and we talk about guitars. Oh! Yeah! Amps, mandolins. Whatever we get around to. Pedals. Yes. Any of that stuff. Yeah. That's cool. That guitar right there, it's black. Yes. That's the correct color. Three pickups? Mmm. You're not sure. Bigsby? Mmm. You sound dubious. Yeah, I'm not sold on this guitar right out of the gate. Really? Yeah. And there's some extra stuff on it. If you asked a young Ed Peterson, what guitar is that? He'd go, Les Paul. That is correct. This is a Les Paul Black Beauty. Yeah. Are you familiar with those? I totally am. 
Les Paul Black Beauty 3 pickups. This is a very specific instrument with an interesting story behind it. Black Les Pauls with the white binding, not gold hardware, those are not Black Beauties. Black Beauty refers to the color. The Oh, just the color. Like, if it's black, it's a That's Black right. Beauty. I kind of thought so. It has to have the white binding. This is a Les Paul Custom, double bound. Yeah, that binding is kind of creamy. This guitar is aged. Okay. So the binding is kind of yellowed out. Yeah, yeah. Beverages. Beverages, Ed. This is going to be quite an interesting beverage day. Yeah. I am fortunate to announce that Ed not only bought me a coffee again, mm-hmm. he brought me pastries. Oh my God. Would you like to tell the peoples what you brought me, Ed? I brought you from Meeple's Games. Here in West Seattle. Beautiful West Seattle, California Avenue. Yes. You need your Pokemon cards, your Warhammer 40K figs. Oh, who doesn't? You, you need your Magic the Gathering. Go to Meeple's Games, you know? Yeah. That's where I go. And I get coffee there on Sunday mornings when it's miserable and rainy. Yeah, you want to geek out with your deke out? Do it. I can cut that out. (laughs) (laughs) You know, yeah, you can get a little coffee. You know, whatever. They have food and stuff and play some nerdy games. I got you a oat latte. An oat milk latte. Yes, I was informed by Clementine Peterson that oat milk is better for the environment than your almond milk or even your soy milk. There's less overhead to growing oats Mm -hmm. right off the bat. Yeah. Right there, there's savings for the planet. Clementine Peterson made me a grande Americano. Mm. Yeah. And then Doe Joy. You know about that, John? I know that that is a brand new donut place here in beautiful West Seattle. It's cheat day here at the High Gain Central. Yes. If I'm going to get myself a donut, yeah, I'm going to get a goddamn donut. So what'd you get? I got a Boston cream pie. It's got chocolate on it, Ed. Chocolate with a cream filling, 100% vegan. What is a vegan cream filling all about? What's vegan it's cream? It's plant-based. You're drinking a latte, John, with milk in it, right? Sure. It's made out of oats. People have had thousands and thousands of years to perfect plant-based food. Science. So for thousands of years, uh-huh. plant-based cream has existed. Maybe. Is what you're saying. In the time of Louis the Sixteenth in France at Versailles. In Versailles? Come on, you ever been to that place? cutting edge you're telling me they were growing plants making cream out of them and shoving that shit into a donut maybe this dojoy donut yes is amazing is it good (laughs) i just monstered half of it wow what did i get you you got me a bear claw also known as an apple fritter yeah also vegan it's delicious exactly thank you for that ed (laughs) you're welcome john it's a Les Paul. That's strike one. Gold hardware. Strike two. Three pickups on a Les Paul. You're out. Episode over. I don't know if you are out. Really? We know that the Les Paul was introduced in 1952 mm. and is named after the man Les Paul. Yeah. Yeah. The original Les Pauls were gold. We know that also. The gold tops. We do know that? 
We do know that. First year Les Pauls were all gold? Yes. Okay. That's the thing you know that I now know. Oh, on balance, you're way ahead already. Right. No, I'm learning stuff. I learn stuff all the time. I learned that Les Paul is out there still playing little jazz houses, playing club gigs. Oh, no. I think he might have been a hundred. Oh, my gosh. I don't think so. 94 years old. Close. Closer to a hundred than... Than not. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. So by 1954, Les Paul's getting itchy for something flashier. Than the gold top. Than the gold top, even. <laughs> sure. He wants something where his hand contrasts more with the body color, and oh. he wants something that looks like, in his words, classier, like a tuxedo. Yeah. He wants a black one. So they make him one, and it became known colloquially as the Black Beauty. Okay. All the way back then in 54, that's what they were calling it. Got it. And they added some upgrades to make it that much classier. Mother of Pearl block inlays, which up to that point had only been used on the Super 400 Big Old Jazz Box, which was the very top of the line Got it. at Gibson. Also, the split diamond inlay yeah. on the headstock, that was a first for the Les Paul. The fretboard yeah. ends up being ebony. Mm -hmm. The pickups at the time, 1954, were a P90 in the bridge and a Seth Lover-designed staple pickup in the neck. That's where the pole bangers look like little staples. Yeah, little vertical rectangles. Yeah. And you see the tunematic bridge on here? I do. That allows you to move the saddles up or down so you can more accurately intonate the yeah. instrument. That's the first time that appears on the Les Paul. Going all out. And the body is all mahogany. Super light. Barely under 25 pounds. Yeah. There was no maple cap on it. 100% mahogany. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's a guy named James Patrick, who's a studio cat in mm. England. He's playing on everything. Jazz, rock, uh, country? Yes. Did I mention his last name? Patrick? Page. James Patrick Page. Oh, I see. You kind of did the one-two punch. Yeah. Jimmy Page, was he playing jazz? He was playing whatever walked into the studio. At this point, yeah. he's doing like three sessions a day. By his own admission, he can't remember half of what all he played on. But, you know, with the internet, you can look it up and all the fans have figured it out. I do like that kind of internet sleuthing where they go back and figure out exactly what guitar and what amp. And yeah, yeah that's pretty great. He started out playing a Strat. Sure. And that's what he was doing a lot of these dates with. He was employed by mostly Decca Records at the time. They're like, we'll bring you in to be the hired gun. Okay. In 1960, he traded the Strat for a Chet Atkins guitar. Weird. Yeah, he was kind of enamored with the way Chet Atkins could play like everybody else. Right. But months later, in 1960, he's walking down the street, and he looks in a window, and he sees a 1960 Les Paul Custom Black Beauty. Brand new. Yeah. And he just goes, oh, holy shit, I think that's it. Yep. That's what I want. So he traded in the Chet Atkins for that. And then for most, I should say most, because he did have other instruments, but most of his remaining career, he was a Les Paul guy. For sure. I don't know if he would have known at the time, but the Les Paul all up would be discontinued by the end of 1960. Generally, sales of Les Pauls were kind of shitty. Yeah. Yeah, and they wouldn't start remaking Les Pauls till 68. 
I am certain we've covered that specific data point multiple times on this show. Yeah. And I think every time, really? Like, they stopped making that guitar? That's so wild to me every time I hear it. How much do I like Les Pauls? Not really at all do I like them. (laughs) I actually think that is fairly surprising. On the other hand, things like the Les Paul Specials or Les Paul Juniors did quite well. The primary differentiator was that they were less expensive. Yeah. It's big, it's heavy, and it's super expensive. When the Black Beauty was introduced, how much do you think it would have been? $1954 for one of these things. It would have had two pickups, not the three you see here. You know, the P90 and the staple. Yeah. All black, Les Paul Custom, double binding, introduced at NAM. You're walking around on the floor going, ooh. I'm going to say, oh, I'm going to be so off and I'm going to feel terrible. I think it was $324. You should not feel terrible, Ed. Okay. It was 325 <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe it? That is outrageously expensive. What do you think that, that is in today dollars, like, then? That's got to be 3500 it must be the donut. Yeah? Am I crushing it? You are more than crushing it. You have incinerated it. Oh my God. In today dollars, that's 3500 bucks. I'm so good at this game. If you can find a 1954 Black Beauty. Yeah. 20 grand. Hmm. We clearly have done too many guitars when I'm just like, oh, 20 grand, that's not bad. Yeah. In the current market where things are pretty inflated, I'm just going to guess it's more. But, you know, what do I know? I got to think it's more than that. We're listening to all three pickups. So now Jimmy Page has gotten himself one of these. He couldn't stand it. He had to do it. He traded the Strat for a Gretsch, traded the Gretsch for a Black Beauty. Okay. It's the 60s. Yep. And he's getting more and more studio work. You know what's happening there in London. Yeah. The rock and roll. Sure. Did you know that Jimmy Page, session musician, played on the debut album of The Kinks? I don't know if I would have said The Kinks, but you say it and Uh it's like, yes, I knew that. Did you know he also played on Can't Explain by The Who? I'm sure I know the song. Oh, yep. So he's playing all these sessions. Yeah. Eventually, he gets so well-known, he gets invited to be in the Yardbirds. Mm-hmm. Who's in the Yardbirds? I don't know. Was the whole core lineup, like Jeff Beck, Jimmy Page, Eric Clapton, like all the guitar dudes? Super group, maybe before there was that. Sure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And so they played all over the place. But whenever they left to go on tour somewhere, mm-hmm. our man Jimmy Page never took the Black Beauty. By this point, he had become so attached to it, and I guess it had made him so much money playing all these sessions that he was kind of superstitious about it. I'm not taking that thing on the road. Smart. I think that's pretty smart. Yeah. Until, Ed, 1970. Mm Mm-hmm. By 1970, our man Jimmy Page is now firmly ensconced in Led Zeppelin. Hell yeah. And they are in the United States touring the hell out of it. Yep. They did an entire United States tour... Five times in two years. 
they stayed down on the Seattle waterfront. They're at the Edgewater and threw all the fucking furniture from the hotel room out the window. (laughs) Into Puget Sound? Yeah, they look out the window and all the fucking shit from the room is floating in the water. That was Zeppelin, right? I think that could be, sure. You know, that rock god thing. They were making buy a fucking castle money. What am I going to do with this money? I need me a drug castle. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So they were touring. And then towards the end of that last tour, they're like, what should we do now? Let's hop on over into Canada and do it all over again. They decided their departure point would be Minnesota because it's close enough to Canada that they could just hop that border. For sure. Great, let's hop on a plane, we'll start in Montreal, and we'll loop around Canada. Ryan Reynolds was born in Canada, probably right around this time. He's Canadian? Yeah. Wow. Yep. So that's what they do. They pack up all the stuff, let's go to Canada, woo! When they get to Montreal, yeah. Paige realizes something. He forgot his guitar. The Les Paul Black Beauty yeah. is missing. It's gone. Holy shit, where's my guitar? Yep. It got stolen. Yeah. That's when he started playing Sunburst Les Paul's. Uh-huh. But he was crestfallen about the Black Beauty, the one that had made him all that money, yeah. did all that session work with, yeah, and yeah. scrimped to even buy in right. the first place. Yeah, yeah. Just 10 years after he got it, it was gone. He was so out of sorts about it. He took out an ad for a year in Rolling Stone. Mm-hmm. Every issue for a year. And he received zero replies. Nobody knew a thing. Yeah. Over the years, you can imagine that Lost Black Beauty became sort of the stuff of legend. Yeah. To the point where in 2008, in collaboration with Jimmy Page, Gibson decided to do something about that. And that is what I hold in my hand here, Ed. Oh. This is not just any Black Beauty. Okay. This is a custom shop, Jimmy Page, Les Paul Custom Black Beauty. Oh, no kidding. 1960 signature VOS, vintage old stock. Oh. It's aged and patinaed. It looks great. The color on the top is awesome. Doesn't say Jimmy Page on it, does it? It has kind of like his oh, I squiggle see. Signature, signature up there on, on the, the truss rod cover. Yeah. You might notice mm-hmm. that there is a piece of plastic yeah. over the toggle switch and on the control knobs. Mm-hmm. That is how the guitar ships. These are just plastic overlays that label what everything does. Okay. I left them there because I thought, I'm going to forget if I don't. Right. Over the years of using his Black Beauty, Jimmy Page heavily modified it. Jimmy Page added additional toggle switches and had it wired to do shit that he wanted it to do. He wanted to throw this pickup out of phase. He wanted to use this particular combination of pickups that he couldn't get. So he had somebody just drill it out and add extra switches. Really? Yeah. So instead of doing that in 2008, Gibson, for him, developed a way to put all the function of those switches into one switch. The selector switch here has six positions. It goes around in a circle. Click, 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 click. Oh, no. Isn't that crazy? It's a circle? Yeah. It's kind of cool. If you want just normal town, like normal Les Paul, this is just neck bridge. I turned off all the dirt and everything. So imagine studio Jimmy Page. He can get something serviceable with that. Straight across from that, I'm switching horizontally. I get all three. Yeah. Subtle between those two. 
This is just the neck. Just the bridge. Okay. Here's where it gets interesting. Yeah. This is just the bridge humbucker. Right. And I've turned up the treble for illustrative purposes. On this 2008 model, what's yeah. this? Oh, it's a push-pull knob. Oh, my God. Now it has split this into single coil. Hmm. What I found to be interesting, too, is if I go bridge and neck with that single coil. I'll turn this off. Kind of single coily stratty. And then there's middle and neck. And that's it. So to recap, just the neck, just the bridge. Just neck, just bridge. Bridge and neck. Bridge and neck. Bridge and middle. Bridge and middle. Bridge, middle, and neck, all three. Sure. And middle and neck. And then you can throw Each that. of those can be single or humbucker. No, the bridge is the only one you can split. Okay. I think the history of this guitar is pretty cool. I did not realize it was a signature model. Yeah, turns out a lot of people like that Jimmy Page guy. There I were think... only 500 of these ever made. Ugh. The first 50 of them were played and signed by Jimmy Page. So it was a whole thing. Yeah, yeah. It's funny to me they did that rotating selector switch. Yeah, I've heard it referred to as a manual transmission. Yeah, like grinding gears, trying yeah. to find which one you're going into. If you're playing a Les Paul and you want to go from rhythm to lead, you can be playing the rhythm and just slap it with your hand. You're over there like staring at that thing as you're moving around the positions. This is going to be the second time today we do this, Ed. Yeah. But in $2,008. Oh. Limited to 500 we got this from our good friends over there at Thunder Road Guitars. Thunderroadguitars.com? Yeah, that's the one. Okay, Uncle Frank and the boys. Yeah. That place is so great. This one being number 162 is not signed. It's just an air quote regular one. Regular signature model. You are paying $2,500 just for the Jimmy Page truss rod cover. This is a Jimmy Page model. That's how much the add-on is. I think you're hunting around in the right direction. 2500 gets you the truss rod cover. Yep. If you want the entire rest of the guitar to go with that in 2008, it's about 3500 bucks. Oh, really? Yeah. 3500 all up, everything? In 2008. That is so much lower than I thought it would have been. Now, I am going to caveat this whole thing by saying, for those that don't know, I suck at math. Okay. Here's what I found. Yeah. I found an original price from 2008 in British pounds. Okay. The exchange rate varies not just depending on inflation, right? Exactly. Yeah. So based on my limited math skills, mm -hmm. I had to then calculate some sort of percent number and the delta between 2008 yeah, and yeah. now is like 36%. Hey, high gain listeners. Yeah. Send us a mail at thehighgainpod at gmail.com. Yes. And tell us how much this fucking guitar was in 2008. That's a great idea, Ed. Mm -hmm. Let's say this, viewers, especially mm. if you live in the UK, it is the year 2008, and you want to buy that 4,387 pound guitar. How much is 4,387 2008 pounds? 
compared to dollars. Maybe it's close. Who knows? Meanwhile, this is not without its intrigue, Ed. Mm. More twists and turns than a twisty-turny thing. 10 out of 10. No notes. So far, this is a banger. Before this thing even comes into existence, yeah. there's a close call. Oh, no. Yeah. Way back in the 90s, some dude... I'm not really going to say names because there are a whole bunch of them. Nobody's going to remember it if I say their names. Sure. Okay. This was the early 90s. Some dude walks into a place called Willie's American Guitars in St. Paul, Minnesota. Oh, my God. Hey, I want to sell this guitar. I'm pretty sure it's Jimmy Page's Black Beauty. And the guys in the shop are like, yeah, not likely. So they gave the guy like five grand for it. And then they start inspecting it. And they're like, yeah, I don't think so, dude. It looks all beat up, but we don't think it is. They get in touch with Pages people. <laughs> Hi, I'm calling from Minnesota. We just got this thing in. And they're like, oh, well, we have a colleague who happens to be in the Minneapolis area. Yeah. We trust him. Would you mind letting him inspect it? Sure. So they give the guitar to this guy, and he takes it apart, and he's pouring all over it. Among other things he notices is that he can't find any trace of additional switches having ever been added to it. Mm. So he reports back, yeah, dude, I think this is just a stock Black Beauty. I don't see anywhere somebody would have put new switches in it. Okay. That's not it. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks. I mean, that was close, but okay. So what are they going to do with the guitar? Well, there was a kid who worked in the guitar shop at the time. Mm -hmm. You know, young kid, 20s. He was like, well, I like it. Hey, boss, can I buy that? And I'm sure everybody understands that if you work in a guitar shop, you get to buy stuff. Sure. So the kid bought it. The kid ends up being in bands and recording and stuff. It was his go-to guitar for like 20 years. Until one time, he's playing a show. Have you ever seen the kind of windmill with the guitar where you throw the guitar and it goes around your back? Yeah. And the strap is yeah, going yeah. around your neck yeah, and yeah. then you catch it? Yep. That was a thing that guy did. It was popular in the 90s, sure. right? You know who's really good at that? Uncle Frank. Uncle Frank at Thunder Road Guitars uh -huh. is a true professional and he's also a showman. Yeah. And just a cool guy. Yeah. Anyway, he goes to do this windmill thing, this guy, and the strap comes off. And the thing hits the deck, and he snaps the headstock off of it. Oh, man, that was my black beauty. I've been playing that thing forever. Shit. What am I going to do? He goes back to Willie's American Guitars, the place he used to work. I'm so embarrassed. I snapped the head off this thing. And so his old boss is like, okay, I think we can fix it. But his boss takes it upon himself to say to himself, well, as long as I'm fixing dude's guitar and fixing the headstock break, let me take it apart. I'm just going to give it a, another once over. Yeah. And so he's looking at the pickups, all this stuff, and he notices in the ensuing 20 years since it first came into the shop, the wood has dried out or worn away, and there are these two little dimples. Oh, my God. By the selector switch. Yeah. Are these dings? Right. It was Phil that was contracting. And he was like, oh, holy shit. <laughs> This thing was modified. So he gets in touch with Dude. the Zep dudes again. Yeah. And he's like, remember that discussion we had like 20 years ago? Right. Uh, I got to tell you a thing that just happened. Yeah. So they inspect the bejesus out of it again. And they're thinking, yeah, okay, but how are we going to absolutely verify this? There was a film made of Led Zeppelin playing. And at one point, Paige took a solo and the camera zoomed in on his hand way up by the 12th fret. And it just so happened that the abalone inlay on the 12th fret had an unusual dark stripe going through it. Yeah. They got in touch with Willie's. Hey, tell me about the inlay 
of the abalone on the 12th fret. And the Willys guys were like, oh, I don't know. It's got a dark stripe running through it. Wow. Holy shit, that's it. Uh, they had found it. Wow. This was in the 2010s. Yeah. After all that time, having decided that that's it, mm-hmm. Paige wants that guitar back. Sure. And he wants to compensate the kid who's sure. no longer a kid anymore right. for it. He paid five grand for it back in the day, but it's worth way more than that. Let's do him a solid. Yeah. Let's find another 1960 three pickup Black Beauty with a Bigsby and give it to him. Yeah. They found one. They paid 70 grand for it. (laughs) But, you know, Jimmy Page, he's got drug castle money. Exactly. He can afford that. Yeah. The kid, he was happy about that. He was stoked. (laughs) He was okay with that. The guitar is flown with a guy to England. Yeah. To be hand presented to Jimmy Page, who plays it and verifies it. Yeah, that's it, man. And I'm never taking this thing out on the road again. Yeah. And he calls up the kid and talks to him like, hey, thanks a lot. And that was it. Yep. But nobody knew this happened. Okay. It was kept under wraps. Weird. They swore everybody to secrecy because Jimmy Page wanted to announce that the guitar was back in some special way. Sure. And it would take a while to make that happen. All the way up until 2019. It's a long time. Yeah. There is a fancy exhibit going on at the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York City. The name of the exhibit was Play It Loud. And it was an exhibit of just about every important guitar you could imagine in rock and roll. Sure. They had Chuck Berry's guitar, Stevie Ray Vaughan's guitar, Eddie Van Halen's guitar. Yeah. Cultural touchstones of guitar edges. Yep. Centerpiece of which is this one. Wow. Page's newly found Black Beauty. And so that's the story. That's crazy. You gotta try it. Try and decide. Is it hello or goodbye? Goodbye or goodbye? Hey, Ed. Yeah. It was lost. Yeah. And then it was found. Mm-hmm. but not before being recreated and reissued. The okay. Les Paul Jimmy Page Black Beauty guitar, buy or deny? Deny. Yeah. I didn't know any of the story of this thing when uh-huh. you started. Uh-huh. I'm not super duper a Les Paul guy. It's got weird switchy stuff. It's got gold hardware. It's got the Bigsby. Actually, I wouldn't mind a Black Beauty, but I don't want three pickups. Yeah, you know, the P90 and the staple pickup? Yeah. With the black covers? 10-4. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, and in general, right. I'm not really willing to pay more yeah. for a dude's signature. Well, Ed. Yeah. I have to agree with you. Mm. I would not buy this either. Oh, no. Not least of all because of the price. Yeah. People like Les Pauls and people like Jimmy Page. That's some chocolate and peanut butter for somebody. Rock and roll s'mores. Go get it. Yeah. If you want this particular one, Mm -hmm. go to Thunder Road Guitars and get you some. Yeah. Well, we'll put lots of pictures of this thing up on the interwebs, Ed, at the usual places, our prime location. Yeah. The home base. Yeah. Thehighgain.com. Sure. If you branch out from there into our social ecosystem. Yeah. You'll find us on Instagram at The High Game. I think that's the big one. Yeah, that's probably the big one for the pictures. Yeah. And Facebook at The High Game. If you like what we do uh-huh. and want to support it, find us on Patreon and give whatever is appropriate for you. Oh, sure. Subscribe to us, commensurate with your love for Ed. No pressure. Leave a review even. That would be awesome. On yeah. the iTunes? Okay, Ed. 
Okay. Good job today, John. Hey, thanks. You too. Okay, bye. Bye.